Podcast. This is the 104th episode. I'm Peter Shepherd of InTheMoveBlog.blog.co.uk, and I'm Callum Reid of UltimateAddict.com. And hi, I'm Irini. I'm back. And so simple, <laughs> simple maths tells me that 52 plus 52 is 104. So we've been doing this for two years now. Whoa! Yeah. Well, happy birthday. God. Thanks. Well, it's like we missed a couple of weeks here and there, haven't mm. we? But yeah. What's um? What's Greek for one hundred and four? I got on tessera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was underwhelming. <laughs> um, thanks for coming back. Well, thank you for having me. Fourth time now. It's an honor. And thanks for giving us some news <laughs> this week because we didn't wouldn't have had any news if it wasn't for you. Awesome news too. Yes. Um. <laughs> Neither of our football teams have done particularly Don't well. Don't mention the World Cup. Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, we, did, we, we, we I think we made this clear last week. <laughs> you made it clear, and then completely mentioned it about broke seven times. Yeah, yeah, I said we're not going to mention the World Cup, and then mentioned it about seven times. This this can be our commiseration episode. Maybe we can just talk about <laughs> Daniela Hantakova's non-chances at beating Bouchard in the first round at Wimbledon. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. Oh dear. Black Tuesday. <laughs> Great. Um, the compilation's done, I wanted to say. Really? It's done. It's just over an hour long. Oh, God. And oh. Irini features heavily. Really? Oh, God. Okay. So anything that happens in this episode will not be on the next... will be on the next compilation and not on the one that's coming <laughs> later this week. Do you actually have timed it for our second year, then? Yeah. Well, June. It wasn't that specific. It's just a rough estimate. Okay, so news this week, courtesy of Irini. Actually, Irini, do you just want to do the news then? Um. Okay, sure. Um. The Venice Film Festival just announced the president of the jury, and it's the most awesome choice ever. It's Alexander de Pla. Uh, I, I <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I I adore the man and I am I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. Now is this the first time it's not been a director or an actor? I'm not a hundred percent percent sure, but it's it's a different choice and it's such a great one. But then, are they gonna have to veto any of the films he's scored? See, yeah, I checked that and I think he has two movies coming up: the Imitation Game, the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And the Angelina Jolie one, uh, which I always forget the title. Unbroken? So, yes, that one. So we're either going to get special screenings, maybe opening film one of them? I don't uh, know. Yeah, so they'll just make it so they're not in competition. Yeah, makes sense that way. Okay. Well, would Angelina get in competition? I think she would. I think she can by now. What, after one film? Miss Violence well, was yeah, in competition people, after one film. James Gray <laughs> gets in a can every time. 
don't know how that ha- I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, don't I like two lovers, but when you think, hang on, why is he been a can all the time? Don't bring up uh, James Gray. Irini's not happy about the immigrants. No, no. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I like this choice. It's different. Um, it's I, refreshing. <laughs> yeah. You you don't really get it. Sound like you're sense. trying to sell cider. <laughs> <laughs> Tele shopping. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, I don't know what he would like. It could be anything. He might just... He might like Transformers for all we know. <laughs> you know. He did do Godzilla, so who knows? I think he does whatever they pay him to do, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. What Have you got any idea what the opening film's going to be, Irini? Because you thought it was going to be an Asian film. Yeah, and then that failed. Well, now I'm thinking Birdman, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. That 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 makes sense. After Gravity last year, Birdman could open this year, and then next year we could have Crimson Peak, and that would be a trilogy by Mexican directors. I think they should just get me to program the festival. <laughs> I have a, a lot of ideas. That would be a dream job, programming the festival. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Shutting out Lars von Trier every single time. Oh, you, mm-hmm. want, you want to show a film my festival? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just permanent persona non grata mm. for Lars. Yeah. Okay, next bit of news. Uh, Wong Kar Wai has a new movie. Yay. Or at least he, he's starting Allegedly. shooting. Allegedly. He's shut up. He's starting. Sh- he's reportedly shut, uh, started shooting <laughs> um, next year. Yeah, do you remember when, um, when 2046 was reportedly a science fiction film? <laughs> Um, so this one, it's an adaptation of a short story. It's called Ferryman, the short story. And it's about an affair between a girl and a married artist. Yeah. Um, it's a romance. Shocker. And... Which would... Uh, I would definitely welcome him going back to romance. Uh, not after martial what? arts. After I'd, the Grandmaster. No, I mean, you've got to think, um, he's definitely got to do a film about a blind spy. <laughs> <laughs> feature length version of There's Only One Son oh that's pretty uh, if we but got the, grand it, ma- the, the Grandmaster was a romance at heart too it had yeah it had that that was a subplot though really wasn't it was the whole point of well the it was in the version I watched <laughs> <laughs> it was the heart, whole heart of the film anyway yeah have we got any cast news <laughs> cast uh, as, for for Wonka uh, Wai no Oh no, who knows? <laughs> Should we just point out? Should we just point out that it took him like five years to do two hundred four six? He actually started two hundred four pre-production on two hundred four six before In the Mood for Love, and two hundred four six is a sequel to In the Mood for Love because it took him so long to do it. <laughs> but There's... what does he do then? Why does it take him so long? What is because... he just meticulous, or is he just he, he, he doesn't have a script? He doesn't have a clue. He doesn't have a clue. He doesn't have. <laughs> Literally, what happened was they've been filming on In the Mood for Love for six months, and he finally shot the scene of um, Maggie Chung going to get noodles, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is it." He's showing it on the showing it on the big screen. He's like, "Yeah, this is it. This is the movie." And they're like, "Well, yeah, what else is? I don't know, but this is it." 
Yeah, but then again, he made Chunking Express in four months. So no, 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 no. Uh, Chunking Express was uh, three weeks in the middle of shooting Ashes. Three weeks. Mm. Hmm. But again, he was sh- he- he's shooting one movie. He thinks, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go do another one. <laughs> That's kind of anyway. Cool. Whatever, whatever he does is welcome. Exactly. I can't wait. It is. Okay. Um. So the last bit of news we have is Jerry Conlon. Mm. who was the subject of the film In the Name of the Father, has mm-hmm. died age 60 this Not week. Not that old. Not that old. He died of cancer. Ah. And um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about In the Name of the Father mm. and similar films. Miscarriages of Justice. Indeed. Or just um, films about no, uh, and, British and that's bastards. Not, that's not Jennifer Lawrence's Oscar either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jennifer Lopez's new romantic comedy. <laughs> no, I'd gladly uh, take Jennifer Lopez's new romantic comedy it's called offer. Miscarriages of Justice <laughs> as long as it wasn't about a woman in the family planning centre very, very distasteful <laughs> after Tiller 2 and, she, and, her, and her character is called Justice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is making next year's compilation <laughs> I think you're on to a winner there. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll pitch it tomorrow. Um, yeah, so In the Name of the Father, have we all seen this? I haven't. Oh, okay. Mm. It is good. Yes. I trust you. Uh, Daniel is very good in it. Awesome. The best thing about it. I think it's the best performance of his career. That's uh, just me. Hmm. Yeah. It, uh, Pete Postlethwaite. Pete Postlethwaite just gives a beautiful performance in that film it's yeah. uh it's wonderful both uh, nominated Emma Thompson no, has well, about 10 minutes and she's miscast she is miscast but the woman that she plays is very quiet and sort of so- and um softly spoken but and if you actually see her interview it's like she's on drugs um but <laughs> maybe she is but um no Emma Thompson just seems like Emma Thompson's just in there doing her Emma Thompsonness and uh She's just knackered from filming Remains of the Day. <laughs> she yeah. just, just came in and was like, all right. The emotional torment was too much, so she wanted to go and get Danny, Danny Day-Lewis out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, this is, was he part of the IRA then? No. So it's been a while since I've seen this. No, they just, they were just, um, uh, picked up these guys and uh, because they were Irish in the, in the area. I actually ignored other witnesses. Ignored other evidence that pointed in, in other directions. They basically just, uh, much like a devil's knot devil's last knot. week, they yeah. just uh, thought, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, it, it, you're, you're Irish, we'll, we'll, we'll pin it on you. Yeah. They just wanted a conviction. Yeah. Mm, lovely. But he was released, was it, was it like in the early 2000s or something? No, no, uh, late, I think it was like 1989, 1990 ish. Oh, was that early? Yeah, oh, wow. but, but it was after 15 years, so it was like 75 when he went down, I think. Yeah. And then the film was 93. Yeah. So, Jim, impe- Jim acted, Sheridan. Yeah, Jim Sheridan. Impeccably acted, wonderful uh, soundtrack, stuff like the kinks in there and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just um, it's just a fantastic very, and, film. And for the um, for the subject, very harsh subject, but it's very easy to watch. 
it is, and it has the sort of like um, more contemplative moments and the sort of the sure shankiness of it at times. There's a beautiful scene when his father dies and uh, all the uh, inmates uh, light paper and start throwing it out the uh, the cell 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 windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Day Lewis is just so uh, contained at times and just portrays frustration and uh, annoyance. But with it, whilst being completely a free uh, spirit, still yeah. But whilst being caged, it, 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 it's remarkable. Yeah, definitely. Have we got any similar films? About uh, you want to talk about well, general miscarriage of justice? The one that leaps to mind is uh, the hurricane with Denzel Washington. I don't think I've ever seen him better. I'm not a huge fan of the film, the especially not, the editing. The film's not great. But the performance is. He's uh, very super. good, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but it's not as good as the song. No, the Bob Dylan song, <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, Miscarriage of Justice. Uh, the nineteen eighty six World Cup official film. <laughs> the what? Nineteen eighty six World Cup <laughs> official film. The Miscarriage of Justice, Maradona, Hand of God. Was that, too oh. was, that too, was that too oblique for you? See, I said don't mention the World Cup, I meant this one. You can mention other ones. <laughs> Where we were better. Well, well, Mr. Cowley, just how about Beckham's game against Greece? Because they played us off the park. Oh, come on. That was, no, that's what I mean. You should have won that game. <laughs> I was actually there for that. Really? Yeah, I was in the... Uh, oh. It was at, at Old Trafford. And um, I, um, I literally saw it in slow motion as it happened. When we, saw, when we saw the replays back at the hotel that night, we were like, bloody hell, that was that, how was it that fast? <laughs> it was literally a moment where time slowed down. I've only had it twice. A wonker away moment. Yes, but literally. I mean, at the high <laughs> point of, my, of mine and David Beckham's intimacy, we were about 40 <laughs> yards from each other. <laughs> Closer than I ever got, so I'm a bit jealous there. <laughs> um yeah, there's the po- of justice. But... That's the podcast title, by the way. Mine and David Beckham's intimacy. <laughs> it's going to be miscarriages of justice by any by the sound of what's gone so far. Any uh, other films? Um, um, well, the sort of um, uh, I don't. It's not a real one, but um, then you have stuff like your Shawshanks and your um, uh, Green Man, mm. Green Miles. Uh, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. The Green Mile. Yeah. The relief. <laughs> well, the relief at the end. Yeah, well, oh, well after Sam Rockwell <laughs> just departed the proceedings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we have some questions from Ibby. Right. Which may or may not... Okay. Are these all about Diego Costa? <laughs> well, there's a football one and there's a film one. Okay. So... Okay. All right, it's not as bad as last time. We're not going to get into the ins and outs of it Aristotle's career or anything. It can't get worse, yes. <laughs> get worse. MSN histories. <laughs> God, could you imagine? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so, number one. This mm-hmm. is long, so bear with us. As the 10th anniversary approaches, could Irini take this opportunity on the global stage? I love how this podcast the global stage. To apologise to the people of planet Earth on behalf of her nation for Euro 2004. That's hard. No, I'm not going to... 
Why would I apologize for that? That was awesome. I'm I'm not. I, I'm maybe very proud of that. Maybe it's just a reference to the terrible football. No, what he's play. getting at is okay. the parking of the bus. Yes. And he's still bitter that Chelsea <laughs> won the Champions League by parking the bus twice. It's, we double it wasn't. It wasn't good football, and I'm not going to pretend that it was. Yeah. But it good was defending. very, very, very exciting for us. So I'm not going to apologize for anything. I was there for the, uh, for the semi-final, and it's it, w- it was exhilarating. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I always like the underdog to win, so I was pleased. Can you apologize mm. for Karagounis' performance for Fulham? Okay, I'll, I'll I could apologize for that, but then again, he's so entertaining. But, Come on, but you could apologize for it, but he'd have to perform first. Yes. <laughs> film podcast, film podcast. Okay, number two is a film question. Okay, good. And Ibby wants to know if there's any chance we could get a rant on the qualities of Venus and fur, given. Um, My, that we didn't love it as much right. as you. No, uh, no, because I think it's it's I it's pretty self-explanatory. Amazing, the, the, the end. <laughs> it's what Pete didn't like. I can't see how you. It's it's in your face. It's loud. It's crazy, and it's semi-naked. It, it, it's semi. It's it's not semi-naked. It's, it's full yeah. naked. Yeah, and it, it earns every second of it. It's so bold and. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how to defend it. it. I think it defends itself. Mm. Um, I love the end as yeah. well, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this now time to talk about whether what what stood back then in the top tens of 2013 still stand? Oh, yes. I do have a couple of revisions uh, to films I've seen since. Should we do that now or in the end? Do it now. Let's do it now, yeah. Oh, no, okay, so they're so... not going to be in your mid-year awards, are they? If it's for last year. <laughs> no. Sorry, uh, damn you and your seen... logic, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I two f- five-star films, 2013 films, since we did that podcast, mm-hmm. and they're definitely in my top five. Uh, one of them is uh, Teams Vermeer, the documentary from um, Penn and Teller. Penn, Penn and Teller, yes. I that's amazing. It's so smart and so funny and so creative. It's I I loved every second of it. So that's in the top five. And uh, the other one is Ida, the Pavel Pavlikovsky one. Oh, uh, okay. Which... It's it's which is sta- okay. First of all, it's an hour and eighteen minutes long. So yeah. <laughs> I was predisposed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's uh, words can describe how beautiful and the cinematography fragile. Is awesome. Yes. Did you see it? Yeah. Um, oh. I talked about it on the podcast. It, it's in the what? London Film Festival episode. Oh, so it's November. No, that's why yeah. I don't remember it. I had a little I... bit of problem with the uh, end, just with her. I thought it was oh. a bit extreme. Yes, it do. is a bit extreme, but... um <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it moved me very much, and... Uh, that's five stars too for me, so that's in last year's top five too. Stuff. Okay. Is Venus and Fur <laughs> in your ten, Pete? Now. Oh gosh, oh. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> it probably will be. 
Mm. Today it's a high eight, high eight out of ten. It probably will be. Okay. And she almost well, I don't think last year she probably is top ten. She will be top ten. Yeah. Yeah. And him too. Mm. Um, I prefer him in Jimmy P. I nom him for Jimmy P. But um, really? Yes. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just the whole <laughs> okay. sort of like craziness. I think he got the sort of like crazy foreigner kookiness down without it ever look, looking like he was putting it on. I think I think that's really difficult. I think that was a really yeah, difficult. and all he had to do in Venus and Furby was be mesmerized by her, so how difficult mm. can that be? <laughs> ah. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's going to uh, play he's going to play Polanski one day, so he may as well have played him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um preconceptions. Right, yeah, this week we are doing The Fault in Our Stars. Chinese Puzzle, Miss Violence, and Jersey Boys. Which is brought to you by... Which the release is brought to you by uh, Smooth FM. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. No, the seriously, they used, to play, they used to play Frankie Valley on, on Smooth FM, and that was always the nadir of my day. <laughs> it was like, I just knew it was time to pack and go home, but I can't because it's like ten past ten in the morning. <laughs> Apparently big, ha- and apparently big girls do cry. <laughs> still haunted by the days of smooth, even though they're long gone. I took the rough with it, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> um, free, uh, preconceptions for The Fault in Our Stars, Irene. Um, I hadn't read the book, but um, I heard good things from everyone. I don't think I would have seen the movie I would have go to see it at the cinema if it wasn't for this podcast, if you didn't insist. Um, it's because serious. it sounded, no, I'm, I'm serious. It sounded way too cheesy and sad and pointless. Have you seen the trailer? Yes, I had seen the trailer. Um, mm. but yeah, I like Shailene a lot, of course. And, uh, yes, I, I was dreading it. I went nah. into it dreading it, actually. <laughs> okay. Pete? I hadn't seen the trailer. All I saw was the, um, what do you call it, the poster <laughs> on um, Cineworld, and I just thought, no, I've had enough of this as a dramatic conceit. And yeah, uh, yeah. if I had more time, I might have watched it, but but uh, much like Colin Farrell in, in Bruce, but I didn't, so I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um... If I grew up on a farm and was retarded, I would have watched this film. <laughs> I, I'm sure plenty of people who grew up on farms probably and got to see this film, actually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, the reason I was looking forward to it, the only reason, was Shailene, because uh, I really like her. Um, I thought the trailer was a li- seemed a little bit teen novelish, Obviously. Which is, yeah. which is never a good thing, really, apart from Percy being a wallflower. Hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, I was looking forward to it just for Shailene, but I was a bit wary of the subject and I thought it could potentially be handled badly. Well, 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 exactly. We've seen, done. we've seen it done. Thank you, Mr. Van Sant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that, actually. <laughs> no, me neither, you know, but I've you know heard what, horror hockey, stories about it. it. It's not horrendous, but I mean, um, I do want to see more of um, uh, D- Dennis Hopper's lad. Promising. Mm. Uh, okay, 
Chinese Chinese puzzle. Pete? Yes, I'd seen the two films. Uh, this is the third film in a, in a series. Uh, it's basically every ten years or so. Uh, Lo Verge Espanol, I I liked uh, more than uh, Russian Dolls, um, but um, I think Russian Dolls was funnier. I mean, it just falls off the cliff at the end. Um, so anyway, the Clapiche in general, he's a, it's a very smooth, um, sheen filmmaker. He, he, the, the, the films are really good. Paris, especially, um, uh, in, uh, is, is, is that. Uh, I knew that it was only the four coming back in Romain Jury's, um Audrey Tautou, um Cécile de France, and my favourite actress ever to <laughs> don red hair, Kelly Rowling, um, <laughs> who got Cesar and nommed. And spider tattoo. Yeah, and the porn set. She got spider nom spider nommed Cesar <laughs> nommed. <laughs> <laughs> she got a Cesar nommed for 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 the second film in this, and it's a joke that she got nominated for. I mean, De France is De France and Tortu are great in that film, uh, but the best part of it was Kevin Bishop, who is hysterical, and he's the best thing in the first film as well. And he's not in this, and so that was a big negative for me, as not necessarily a fan of the series. Someone who's seen previous films. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I had not seen the previous two films. Mm. Uh, I didn't even know there were two films before mm. I watched it, mm. so I, I was just. This was my first introduction to the characters. Mm. I like Jury. I like Tattoo. Um, I like De France. I don't mind Kelly Riley. <laughs> I can tolerate her more than you can. Um, so, and I knew it was a comedy of sorts. So I was. I thought it was going to be an easy watch. Mm. Um, I had seen and really liked both previous films, but when I sat down to see this one, I had no idea that it was a sequel. Uh, I realized it about five, ten minutes in, not even the opening credits with all the cast. Five or ten? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it took me that long. Um, was, it, was it literally when... Um, uh... Hang on, how could you not know <laughs> Kelly Riley's at the beginning? No, I, I, I did not put two and two together. I don't know what to was say. It when... when was it when I he Skypes? Or was it when he Skypes Audrey? That nope. Clicks? Uh, um, yes, I think. I think so. Maybe they mention, I think they mention uh, Sp- uh, Barcelona there, so something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh, it was an oh moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I saw it that it was a new uh, Clapiche and Dury film and I just sat down to watch it. I didn't care about anything else. I love them. And, uh, yeah, I love them. I, uh... He's so funny in Paris. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> yes. him and the kid, with him and the kids. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Okay, um, Miss Violent, Serini? Um, well, I saw it in Venice back in September. Uh, and, uh... Some of us had gone home by then. <laughs> um, it was exciting. <laughs> it was kind of exciting, but because it was in a Greek filming competition. Um, that's all they talked about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the, the director, it's only his second movie, and he has done... I did not like the first one very much. He, he's usually a very style-over-substance guy. He has a lot of music videos and commercials and stuff like that. Um, uh, okay. That's about that. that bit, yeah. Yeah. I was not very happy about the uh, the plot summary that sounded way too much like Dogtooth. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
that. Mm. Uh, did you have any preconceptions about the cast? Nope. Nope. Mm. Are they not famous in Greece? Uh, they're, they, the old lady, the uh, the grandmother, she's a very famous actress, stage actress. Um, uh, the other ones, not so much. They are uh, familiar faces, but not famous actors. Mm. Okay. Oh. Um, I'd read the plot summary, and it I liked it because it made it sound like a mystery, and I do like mysteries. Um, but what, then I what do you mean? Why uh, Hodgson started Rooney on the left in the first game? <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't need to anticipate talking about Miss Violence and thinking about Wayne Rooney. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> why did you uh, anticipate us talking about? Um, well, no, I'm not going to get sued if I finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for later. No comment. <laughs> um, uh, so I was enticed by the plot line to an extent, like. To to figure out why this happened. Mm-hmm. But then I had read a snippet of a favourable review um, which described pretty much what the film was about and therefore I was going into it with a mild sense of dread. Mm. All right. Paul, so if you remember the last time Irina was on the podcast, she basically uh, claimed... That all I did throughout the enti- my entire time in Venice was complain about um, Tom Hardy and Stephen Knight <laughs> doing a film together. So what? And basically, the back and forth were basically me doing that, and then them all talking about, "Oh, Miss Violence is going to be on. Miss Violence is going to be on. It's Greek." <laughs> <laughs> I come. So what? What are you going to watch? Well, I can't wait for Miss Violence. I wonder what. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I knew there was um, Hellenic excitement towards it. I, I had um, uh, post conception. I'd forgotten that it won won awards. Mm. Did it? Yes. Best director and best actor. Yes. The uh, same. Yes. yes, the same awards that the master won last year. I'd, anyway, I'd, those were post conceptions because I'd forgotten mm. that. Um, and so generally, we... with Greek films recently, uh, I think they've been uh, shock value. And so I was hoping it wouldn't be, and the I was hoping it would be <laughs> against hope that it would be, be more along the lines of something like Edward, where you've got an interesting point around uh, mm. uh, to underpin the mystery. That's a film about it's, it's like almost ten years old. There's no reason not to spoil it because no, you can hardly get hold of it. That's a film where basically <laughs> um, uh, the, the the guy's um, uh, gone to prison because he's basically given himself. He's, he, He's an Albanian. Race. He's an Albanian yeah. immigrant in Athens. He commits a crime and he goes back to to Albania to escape from it. But when he's there, he uh, regrets it. And, else. Yeah, and uh, no, no, no. He decides he comes back uh, voluntarily and surrenders yeah. in the Greek police. And What's this? It's a it, film called Edward. Um, oh, and, yes. Uh, it was our submission the, um, for the Oscars in two thousand six. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah. And. Um, the, the really interesting thing about that is that um, the flashbacks to the to the uh, crime at the beginning, they just keep on cutting out, and, they, and in about ten minutes, they will go a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And the reason that it's like that is because it's showing the character accepting the guilt, and so it's, it's, it's got a really interesting point behind it all, even though it might be a bit um, excessive on the violence or 
or not necessarily mm. obsessive, but I mean, going that, that direction. Yeah. Mm. So I was hoping for some, something intellectual. Preconception. Jersey Boys. Preconceptions. Anyone? Don't like the music. Um, yeah. And looked looked like. Not even like walk the line. Looked Ray with white people. This looks even worse. <laughs> it doesn't make sense as a real movie. I, I, no. I can't. Yeah, no. It just looked cheesy. Hmm. How how do you mean by it doesn't make sense as a real movie? It doesn't make sense as a Clint Eastwood directed movie. It doesn't make sense as a movie that Biopic. anyone would want to see. I don't know. No. It's it's got even less reason to exist than Beyond the Sea. I haven't that seen only that. That only existed to um, basically satisfy Kevin Spacey's vanity by the look of it. <laughs> Which apparently um, is also like the British theatre at the moment. <laughs> yeah, what's well, Richard III is, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Jersey Boys, I don't like Eastwood. <laughs> just get it right out there. Let's just get that out there. Apart from Bridges of Madison County, I don't like Eastwood. Um... As an actor, I actually like him a little bit better, but he's not in this. Mm. Um, I didn't know anything about the musical apart from it was Frankie Valley, and I knew about two Frankie Valley and Four Seasons songs. So I was kind of. We're not, not ending pre- on either of them. What? We're not ending on either of them. No, we're not. <laughs> we're ending. We're ending on the plow. I'm demanding it. God. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, so yeah, I was the well digger's daughter. There you go. Whatever you want, as long as escape, it is. Escape to the um, sort of escape to the war, something like that. Departure for the, depart for la guerre. Beautiful, beautiful. He may he, he may be ripping himself off from Coco Avant Chanel, but still beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fault in our stars. Um, this is about a girl called Hazel, who's played by Shailene Woodley. She has terminal cancer. I thought you were going to say hazel eyes. Hmm. I, I don't know if she has hazel eyes, actually. She probably does. She probably, well, let's... Well, anyway. Yeah, for <laughs> argument's sake, let's say she does. She also has terminal cancer, which I'm sure she's less fond of. And she's persuaded to go to a cancer support group by her mother, Laura Dern. Oh. Yeah. There she meets Augustus. Who's what? played by Ansel Elgort? And he travelled forward two thousand years in time. <laughs> Augustus. Oh. <laughs> he is in remission, um, but he has lost a leg to cancer. He lost a leg to um, Russell Crowe in the Colosseum. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, those lions were really, really dangerous creatures back then. <laughs> They develop a relationship, um, but they have to deal with the various travails of the illness. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and a very grouchy Willem Dafoe. Yes. And drunk. Um, and drunk Willem Dafoe. Well, what, what do we... Was he, drunk we feel... to te- was he drunk when he took the script? <laughs> <laughs> how do we feel about the, the Willem Dafoe subplot, Karini? Um, well, the Amsterdam part of, uh, I liked it. I did not like uh, the, uh, when they go, the the plot, the plot takes them to Amsterdam, uh, where they go meet Willem Dafoe, who plays a reclusive author from, of a book that she loves. Um, it gets a little awkward. Uh, I think he's Mm. good. 
I like how hummy nasty he is. is. Yeah, and nasty. Yeah. And um, I like how it concludes, how his thing concludes. Um, I have to say that I generally like this much, much more than I thought I would. Um, mm. I did not cry. Uh, I tried very hard. No, I didn't. No. no. Um, but everybody else in the cinema was crying. It was, uh, it was quite uncomfortable. Um, so it's, so it's <laughs> like what? So it's like watching the uh, a premiere of a Miyazaki film at Venice. Yes. No. Mm, okay. <laughs> people cry at the wind rises. Well, no, no it was. <laughs> I've told Peter it. that it was like being in a church. Yes. Um, yeah, in the Miyazaki. Anyway, uh, yeah. this one. Um, I. Uh, I like. Yeah. I I don't think the Will and the Four thing fully works. I mm. don't buy the ending. Yeah. Um, but I do like that it went there, and I like that it didn't make him sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And I like that it tried to divert the focus away from uh, them two a little bit because it was at yes. times a bit wallowing. Yes, it opened up a little bit in the end. Okay, yeah. so in comparison to like, other films of this type, um, with something like Now Is Good, you yeah. don't you don't just have her and uh, the warhorse. You also or, 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 <laughs> bri- or brilliant young Colin Firth actually. Um, from the Wowie. Um, I don't think you, so you call also, him the Warhorse. You also, which is, you also, he's more like a Shetland pony, really, isn't he? <laughs> God. Um, so, but then you also have like her and a mate and her and a uh, Paddy Constantine. So you've got, you do, there are a variety of different relation, uh, personal relationships. Yeah, uh, her in... Uh, yeah. So with it, this, is it, is it just is it mainly just mainly the, the romance? Or do they, do they mind the uh, family stuff, friend stuff too? The mum stuff. The Laura Dern stuff is... Quite central, and um, I think that that was really good. I yeah. did not like the um, the scene towards the end where. How do I not spoil this? The social work. The social work thing. Yes, that. I quite like that. I I like it in theory, but it seemed wrong when it happened. How it happened? How it happened? Uh, like, like Brazil winning in the first. <laughs> <laughs> but Laura Dern is she's wonderful. She's heartbreaking. And uh I think yes, a very big part of the movie is focused on her. Well I like Paddy Constantine in now it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I Did did you like him? I, 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 who? Uh, Ansel <laughs> Elgort. Augustus. Ansel Elg- I thought he was pretty good. Um I thought she was a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and to compare it to Now is Good, it's sort of like Dakota in Now is Good. I, I quite, I kind of raved about her at the time, but, um, it's like Shailene's got the steely side that Dakota had in Now is Good, but she's funnier with it. But she's more relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's completely the character in this. Yeah. It's like every time I just see the character, I don't see the actress. I agree. She's she's very very good in this, and she's uh, not steely, and she's not steely at all in the spectacular now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's got a bit love story. <laughs> it. A love story is a terrible terrible film <laughs> with a great score, but it does have a bit of a trajectory like love story. 
Or were you glad to see her die? <laughs> 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 it's just rev- like revelations in the plot come and it just feels a bit ju- highlighted. It's like it highlights every major thing in the film, like with the Laura Dern thing mm-hmm. that Irene was talking about. Um, it it could do with more subtleties. Is it too many for Sparks? No. 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 It could it could be on the way there, <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't never quite reaches that. It turns off a couple of junctions before. <laughs> Why do you think they use the Anne Frank Museum, Irene? Um, as a metaphor, is, isn't everything in this young. film a metaphor? <laughs> um, <laughs> I yes, as a metaphor for the suffering, I guess. It's very awkward. It's uh, it's obviously the worst thing in the, the worst scene in the movie. Obviously. Well, there's like a big romantic moment at the top of the Anne Frank Museum. But they kiss and people feel- clap. It's just ugh, it's awful. It's a bit like, um, what's that Amanda Seyfried film? Chloe. They kiss no. and clap. In that, they kiss <laughs> and they get the clap. Something about Juliet. They kiss oh, and they the, get the clap. Uh, letter to Juliet. <laughs> just got that one. That's terrible. <laughs> no, something about Juliet. Letters to Juliet. <laughs> letters to Juliet. Yeah. That's it. It reminded me of that. It's like, oh, they're on holiday and it's like... It's like, which random strangers, when they're in... Especially when they're in the Anne Frank Museum, they should yeah. really be thinking about Anne Frank, <laughs> not this random couple. I won't tell you what I was thinking about when I was in Amsterdam at the age of age of eighteen, having to go, <laughs> having to sit through the Anne Frank Museum in order to go and do what I wanted afterwards. Honestly, <laughs> lowering the lowering the tone of Anne Frank. Oh God, they, I could go into so many funny digressions on that story. I won't. I'll uh, spare you. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh god! I'll, I'll just do a quick one. It's not too bad. Go on then. Okay. So basically, me and my, me and the other lads, we, we were on an exchange. So there's about six of us. Uh, we walked in the exact opposite direction to where we actually wanted to go. So we found ourselves like on the outskirts. Uh, it was in a cafe, just extremely, extremely annoyed. So we met back where we were meant to at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And um, our 60 year old teacher and the German assistant, uh, who was this tall, like stupidly tall 25 year old guy called Daniel uh, they said so have you boys had a good time we're like no <laughs> completely the wrong place and uh, she looks at her watch and, and turns to him and says Daniel do you want to take him where we've just been <laughs> and he says I cannot tell you which way to go but you must take the next road on the left <laughs> what cue the most Very... ridic- cue the most ridiculous hour in my life <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a covert operation it was pretty much oh bless her okay the best coffee shops are in the uh, tiniest <laughs> corners of the world. <laughs> um, I'm giving uh, this film, which I've forgotten the title, a B minus. <laughs> um, the Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars, now, yes. Now is restless. Indeed. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Okay. Stuff. Okay, so Chinese puzzle. Uh, follows on from the two previous films in Clapiche's um, soon-to-be quadrilogy, no doubt, <laughs> in about ten years' time. Uh, it is about a uh, French guy called Xavier, who's a wife <clears throat> of ten years, uh, played by Kelly Riley, uh, 
dumps him because she's met some bloke in America and decided that she wants to take his kids to a different country and uh, go and uh, live in uh, sin over there. Because uh, she's a bitch. Yes, basic, basically. <laughs> Hello, subtext. Um, so um, rather than just saying, no, you're actually legally not allowed to take my children away from me, just deal with it, woman. Um, he, uh, he, he he lets her do it and then decides to follow her over there on his Jean Todd um, and then finds himself um, uh, landed in a Belgian lesbian's apartment. Uh, hmm. He sees kids every two weeks. Life has not been kind to uh, Roman Juris in this film. Are you saying you wouldn't want to be in a Belgian lesbian's apartment? I wouldn't want to live with a Belgian lesbian, no. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So, this is part of a trilogy, so you guys will be more informed as to if this upholds Yeah, but I can't, I can or... barely remember the specifics of the plot of the previous two films. It's just Yeah, same here. Way. I remember the mood, which is pretty similar to this one. But, yeah, plot, nope. I mean, like, when Audrey... I I couldn't remember that he was a writer. I couldn't remember... When Audrey turns up, I couldn't remember what she did. I knew the basic outline of the relationships, but that was about it. I remember Audrey narrating a a fairy tale to her daughter in uh, Russian Dolls, being the best scene of the movie. Uh, I loved that, but yes, same here. I couldn't remember anything plot-wise. I couldn't even realise it was a sequel to movies I've seen and liked. It's a bit uh, sitcom-ish. Mm-hmm. Is that what the other two were like? Just kind of like they things get disrupted and then they yeah. get solved. It's, it's sitcom in the way that um, something like Modern Family is sitcom, and this there's a, there's a bit like this towards the end on this one where basically you 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 have uh, you set up about two or three different uh, strands and they all come together in a ridiculous uh, moment. Hmm. There's one with like Kevin Bishop has to pretend that he's um, uh, gay in order to <laughs> in Russian dolls. In order for them to all get out of their um, uh, entanglements properly, so it's a bit like Modern Family in that respect. In the in the uh, the way that it all intertwines towards a, just like a farce, farcical um, uh, big scene, kind of yeah. like um, uh, the end of the of um, Crazy Stupid Love, hmm. uh, where, where they all turn up at the. Um, at that the was bad. Yeah, yeah was that, bad. that's an example of it done badly, but it's the, that's the sort of thing they're going for. I uh, thought like I. Because you really like Definitely Maybe. I do. I'm not that keen on it, but I think it does does some stuff well and it's never predictable. Mm. And this is how I felt with this film, that I didn't honestly didn't know who he was going to end up with. Mm. I did. Yeah. Well, you've seen it. Yeah, I, I just didn't... And <laughs> I just think it goes in unexpected directions with the plot with Cecile de France's character, which yeah. I, I really thought she was great. The best part so of the film. She's always so great, yeah. And really convincing. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so I just thought it was. I've kind known of a many Belgian break. lesbians like that. <laughs> I've probably met one in a drunken stupor somewhere. <laughs> Heckled her. Never. (laughs) I've never met a lesbian I didn't like, actually. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Um, What do you think about the comedy with the whole um, cultural comedy going on? The the Frenchman in America. I think that's its weakest element. I think it's its strongest 
when it's to do with the characters and it's it, it is it, and it is to do with like him bouncing off Cecile de France or um or or, or the stu- or, or the um, the the way it sort of comes towards a conclusion at the end. I did think that was just really, really. It's really funny. Be- it's because it's fr- so French. It's just so ridiculous that you <laughs> just all all of it is just so ridiculous. But um, when they like the stuff with like the lawyer and all that sort of thing, le- I think less successful in terms of like making me laugh out loud. But this film did make me laugh out loud quite a few times. I quite liked. I think he's the perfect person to be in this position. He's the perfect um, person. Lost full stop. in America. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> Well, it's it's just like when the cutest thing ever is when he meets the dad, mm-hmm. and it's dad day at the playground. <laughs> it's like he is just the the perfect dad, um, and he's got these puppy dog eyes, which just sort of make you believe that he's vulnerable, even though he doesn't really act that vulnerably. No, he doesn't. And he's not happy with the kids wearing school uniforms. Funny. Hmm. It's just kind of cute. I think he's like the perfect leading man for this because it's a harmless little film, and he goes along with that. Well, he he is the he is basically the, the ultimate romantic romantically uh, leading man, especially if the, if you need some humour in it as well. I mean, with Heartbreaker, I mean, it's just uh, he just it's, it's popular. Team yeah, popular, it's, yes. Yeah, it's great. He doesn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, the girls are good too here, though. Uh, yes. Cecile de France mostly, but Audrey to two, 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 okay, uh, <laughs> two, 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 two. <laughs> good. And Kelly Riley was funny. Come on, no. I thought she was decent. She, she was funny. It's she a bit not, of a, it's a bit of a I, nothing role for her. That's the thing. It's not not her fault in this one because uh, <laughs> they, they do make it to be such a shrew. And they do put it all on that he's just so wonderful and, and suddenly out of nowhere his uh, ex-wife a, a started shagging someone else and then B suddenly turned into some, a complete cow. Some <laughs> vapid guy in a suit. Yeah. That was a bit disappointing who's, who's, that they didn't who's, give who's, him... Who's so, you just got a nice, a nice view of New York. And like, that's the only way you actually be... A very nice view of New York. Mm. Too nice Can't. of you. Don't, under, don't undersell <laughs> it, Peter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about the look of the film? As expected, uh, uh, as, yeah. you, yeah. as you would with Capiche, this is that's his sort of thing. Uh, same with the soundtrack; very, very nice. Um, all, all, all pretty seamlessly put together. You, you're not. What's... You're, you're going to have a very well put together film if he's directing it. I think some of it's a little bit dodgy. The visions of the German philosophers, yes, for nah. instance, are <laughs> too random and distracting. Mm. I don't really get why they're there. Is it just a quirk? Quirkiness. Or? It's quirkiness. Frenchiness. I could have done without it as well, but roll it. It, it helps. Well, it stops you taking it too seriously, at the very least. It never takes itself itself mm. seriously, mm. so that's yeah. That's a big plus. Mm. Yeah, that's why it's so entertaining. I just didn't know what I was really getting into, so I was sort of surprised and delighted by how warm it was in general. <laughs> Would will you go back and see the other two now? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're adorable. They're pretty much the same thing. Although so it's if been you enjoyed eight months it, and I still haven't. So. Nah. <laughs>
yeah, no, I would definitely watch something of Clapeaches in the future as well if I came mm. across it. Yeah. Okay, our grades. You know what? Um, I hadn't, six out of ten. Yeah, I, I hadn't given this any thought whatsoever. I mean, I literally just about two seconds before you said, that, I thought, "Oh crap, I've got to grade this now." I don't think this is a very good film, but I don't. I think it's better than average. So it's that six or seven borderline, but mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with six. I'm giving it a B, or I gave it a B at the time. Maybe that was a little generous because I was surprised by it. So, but I'm going to stick with B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outrageous. It's not go down, not getting sent off. God, how many negative licenses <laughs> to football can you think of <laughs> in this podcast? Well, just get me started. Although that was outrageous, though, actually, it was. This is my last football-related digression on the podcast. Earlier on Talksport, somebody asked, uh, "What would have been different if Harry Redknapp would have been in charge?" And someone said, "Well, his dogs would have got fitter because he'd have more time to walk them." But that's about it. <laughs> That's the only thing you can say for certain. Harry Redknapp's dogs would be fitter. Which is good for everybody, really. Animal welfare, of course. Indeed, indeed. Okay, so on to... Um, well, speaking of welfare, Miss Violence. <laughs> if only the welfare it's almost, would be... <laughs> it's almost as if we write this stuff, it really is. <laughs> uh, go, well, go on then. Me? I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Miss Violence begins with uh, Angeloki's uh, 11th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is going swimmingly, the cake is being cut, and she decides with a sweet, uh, a simpering smile on her face to jump off the uh, balcony of the flat that her, her, and her and her family live in. Uh, then we see the uh, grandparents, uh, who, who are the... Uh, uh, main uh, parental figures uh, their daughter is the mother of all the uh, young children in there uh, and uh, they have to try and convince the local uh, authorities that uh, they are uh, able to raise the rest of the children in spite of the tragedy yeah okay about right yes can we okay um, next can we <laughs> can we maybe say that this review will contain spoilers. Um, does it because I don't no. see how we can not spoil the film. And I think you can just talk about just generally how the direction. Yeah, I don't think it, you can just say the direction that it goes. The direction in. that it goes. I think it's pretty self-evident where it goes. Uh, so this well, is the golden line runner-up, basically. Yes. So obviously they went with it wasn't the documentary. That bad a year. So obviously people hated it and the jury it was divisive. Well, the story is that Bertolucci said, "I want to give the uh, Golden Lion to uh, Sacrogra, the documentary that won, and you can do whatever you want with the rest." Um, so and they went strange. with director and actor. Well, let's start yeah. with actor. What do we think of the guy? I didn't like it. I thought he's okay at best. I didn't didn't get any real um, insight into the... uh, Because whenever you have any... Given where it goes, and so then you've got to sort of reappraise it. Uh, Wait, 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 before you go on. Mm. Did you actually finish it? Me, yeah. Whoa, okay. Me and Irene had bets on when you (laughs) would turn it off. (laughs) You know what? Okay, fuck. With this, I actually found it 
rather watchable. I mean, there were the occasional jarring bits of violence, but I found this far less annoying than something like Dogtooth, uh, or just jit- or frustrating or, or random. Uh, mm. well, the filmmaking's very effective. Um, I could, in detail, because it's pretty much a procedural. Mm-hmm. It's mm. got no, it's got no proxy. It's got nobody at the center of it. It's got no real character, lead character. It's it's also um, the second film this week, which is, which involves uh, people recognizing children as a as a plot. Is it really that big a deal in <laughs> Europe? Recognizing what? Recognizing children. recognizing the children because remember in uh, uh, Chinese puzzle the whole thing is like. Whether um, he wants to, uh, whether he'll recognise his lesbian child, or um, and in this one, it's uh, the, the mother hasn't been. Uh, uh, she's had them from. There's always been. A, she'll will never say who the father is. Yeah. Mm. Is it is that a big deal in Greek society or the European nope. society? No, no, not at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it, it's visually it's really grisly and clinical and. It's a kind of it's a festival film. It's easy to see why people respect yeah. it. Um, but Not I everybody think... respects it, though. It had it had a lot of boos and walkouts in the festival. What in the press or the audience? Both, both. Okay. Yeah. I don't like uh, the film. Me neither. Um, I don't think it's. I think it wants to be as grand as Dogtooth. It wants to be as abstract as Dogtooth. But the fact that it it just it ends up being just trundling along and not really having any dynamic to it and not being able to get any emotion because it doesn't treat its characters as people. Yeah. It treats its characters the way that they're trapped by the instigator of the violence in the film. Mm. Well, the comparison to Dogtooth is inevitable, and I think that Dogtooth is a far, far, far superior movie. See, this is it where has... Irini's trouble with English just kicks in. <laughs> she obviously made it <laughs> um, Because <laughs> Dogtooth, and not just Dogtooth, also Alps, the other Lanthimos film, Alps and uh, so much Alps, yeah, and Attenberg, uh, the Tsagari movie, um, they have a certain kind of surrealism in them. So. It's the the it's called the Greek weird wave, and these movies are weird, but they're weird in a in the way that David in an Lynch interesting, films are weird. Uh, not exact. David Lynch meets Haneke. I don't know. It's it's yeah. it, they're weird, and the 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 cruelty in those movies. It's easier to watch, and it's it makes more. It means more in this world. In the realistic in the in the annoyingly realistic world of miss violence it's just tiring and miserable i i think this people i mean you you can argue that amor was tiring and miserable but i at least got (laughs) some kind of emotion and some kind of identification in that film yeah exactly this one is just it's deadpan and we have this well i have this argument i don't know if you guys ever have problems like that we after the movie ended and we were discussing it um i was saying how I, the acting is i think is it's not good i didn't buy and a word of what they were saying and um it's the same style of acting as in the other weird wave movies but 
it works there. It doesn't work here. And they were trying to convince me that if, for example, they were speaking Swedish, it was the exact same movie and it was a language that I couldn't understand, it would make sense. But it sounded so fake and wrong and trying I too think that's hard. The, I, think that, I think a good deal of that is I don't, is I obviously don't speak Greek. Um, yeah. yeah. Unless I'm on the pool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But, um, Heard that story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the French one in Nice, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, with um, I think the, the, that probably comes down to the main guy's delivery. I think it was very yes. deliberate and, um, uh, and also very deliberately trying to underplay it. And I don't think I it don't really like the took, daughter. I don't think it took as a result. I think the daughter had like moments... The... Um, but, I think um, his a, daughter. Yeah, yeah, she has mo- the most emotion in there. There's a moment at the end, I and the end again. I don't get the ending at all. Um, but <laughs> there's a moment at the end where she reacts to something that happens, and I just don't. I have not got a clue how she feels at that moment. I don't know what the film's trying to tell us about that, uh, and there isn't enough of it. There isn't enough of. Uh, a journey from the beginning to the end to explain why that might have happened. The, f- the film would be a lot better if it wasn't um, told from the main guy's perspective. I think. If we um, had like a proxy. Yeah. Like, well, no, if I think. Uh, a this wealthy is, kid. This is where you. No, but if, if you think of other. Let's just be really roundabout on this. If you think of other British films in the late 90s made by very famous uh, actors. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, so anyone who. <laughs> <laughs> then um, that's told from the point of view of the kids, and and also the boy. Oh, yeah, and also when you genuinely get what a great dad uh, the main character is in that. For the rest of it, then it re- then it hits home more. Uh, and also you've got some wonderful performances with this. You don't have the wonderful performances. It's not from the kids' perspective, so you don't get so you don't uh, get the sort of gravitas there. And you don't have the um uh the, the you don't have the 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 the, dy- the the dynamic shift uh for the uh f- for the father in terms of like w- where where the plot's gonna go. Right. So so it doesn't balance. You need to balance it out the other way before you before it, before it goes in a different direction, more or more convincingly. I think they try. Yeah. Just try and show him, like, yeah. oh, you, I think you're just supposed to think, oh, he's just the guy's just trying to hold it all together, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it really works. I mean, I, I obviously like this more than Dogtooth, uh, but I still don't really particularly like this. I think yeah. for the long, I think until the the basically, the, let's just say the sex scene, until the <laughs> until the sex Which scene, is I, a long time coming. It is a long time coming. I I thought this was decent, uh, but then given where they go with it. It falls off the cliff intellectually, and it ends up not not being. I don't think it's a good film. Yeah, it tries to go shock, shock, shock. It's what you said about Doctor uh, the the Greek movies of the last year all being shock value. Mm. I, I don't agree with that, but, but I think that case. Miss Violence, yes, Miss Violence is uh, the parody of mm. those movies. It's the the unfunny parody of of that. Mm. Um, I yeah. don't get the purpose of the film at all. Like as a as a narrative, I just to shock and gradu- to, yeah. well, that's not a purpose. That's not a purpose it's not. For yeah, me. okay. Not not a mm. filmmaking proper filmmaking purpose. Says the bloke who likes Lars von Trier. 
<laughs> no, I know. Characters. It's about having yeah, characters. Performances, yeah. Mm. Um, can I just say it's been now what nine, ten months since I saw it? Um, I didn't want to go near it again and didn't want to watch it again. Mm. Um, but um, I did not like this movie. Uh, I don't think it deserves the award. The awards it get, it got. It drives me crazy. Mm. Uh, that said, I think that it has a couple of really interesting uh, filmmaking moments in it. I love the 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 shot of uh, the suicide shot in the beginning. I love how that's the poster as well. Like yeah, the poster I think is great, and which comes from this uh, shot, and also the the slapping shot. Did you? Mm. I, I really yeah, like yeah. that scene. The first that's... one. No, she means the one where it's like no, it, with, it, with the kids. with a camera going around. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. an example of like if Sarah, when Sarah Polly did that right at the end of Away from Her, of, of, hmm. the, uh, it, it felt work. really out. Of, it felt out of the blue stylistically. I didn't think this felt out of the blue stylistically. I think it's it was much more yeah. like meshed yeah. directorial choice. Yeah, I do think it's well made. I just object to the the uh, existence, the very idea <laughs> of it, really. Um, Agreed. People go see Attenberg, go see Alps. Great. Two, three out of ten, something like that. All for me. It's almost. It it, it would have been about six, but then it really falls off the cliff. C. Because it's well made. Jersey Boys. Um, I'll be quick with this because I'm the only one who's seen this. Um, this is about four guys in New Jersey uh, who would eventually become the Four Seasons. Frankie Valley is the youngest of them. Uh, the film starts where he is persuaded by his friend Tommy to aid in stealing a piano. He crashed, They crash into a shop window. They're arrested. Frankie's let off with a caution. Meanwhile, the other two end up going for, to jail for a bit. When they get out, they start a band called The Four Lovers. They get signed to a record company as backing singers uh, for other acts. And then one day, one of the guys writes, Big Girls Don't Cry. And that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there are other issues as well, bubbling beneath the surface. Um, Is it wrong? And this is like... (laughs) What? No, I is see, it wrong? Are there, are there issues? No, there are, there are other issues bubbling beneath the surface, much like Dane DeHaan and Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I still haven't seen that. It's lovely. He's Which so is... dreamy. Who, Dane DeHaan? Yes, go on out. I was going <laughs> to say, I hope it's not Daniel Radcliffe. No. <laughs> Michael C. Hall, um, he's great in that film. I still maintain. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, anyway, Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. This is the least colourful musical I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's in terms it's of just... palette or in terms of content. <laughs> both, both. <laughs> it's um, it's so drained of colour. It's got this conservative feel about it. There's only one musical number performed in in the spirit of a musical. Like where the last, um, the last guy who joins has to persuade the other three 
that he's good enough by performing a song that he's written. And then he performs the song. I don't know what the song is. Uh, and then they all kind of join in singing and playing it. And that works mm. because it's like the dynamic of a musical. It's setting it up for a musical number. But too much of it is just basically like Ray, just performances. Mm. Ray's not a musical. Ray's a biopic about a musician. And I feel like this is basically a biopic about the musicians and not a musical, as it mm. was on stage. Which is disappointing. But then Eastwood pro- was probably not the perfect choice to direct a musical. Why do you think he so wanted maybe, to? Well, maybe he just wanted to... Ch- he was just interested in the band and wanted to tell the story of the band. Mm. That's what I got from this. Like, how many songs do you know from Frankie Valley? Oh, there's a, there's a another couple? Two or three, yeah. Yeah. There's Big Girls Don't Cry, Sherry Baby. Sherry. God. <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> Maggie? Sherry oh, Baby. Yeah, Maggie Sherry G. Baby. <laughs> um, and something like Walk Like a Man or something. Walk Like um, an Egyptian they was... the Bangles Cow. We could end on that. We can. No, we're only on the plan. God. Is there a song called Intolerance? <laughs> <laughs> it's a film. <laughs> um, but it's like the dramatic interest is really weak, and it's like in biopics, there's never much dramatic interest. It's like the odd bit of jealousy here and there. Somebody's stolen money from the tax account. It's like little things like that, like in Coal Miner's Daughter, where the the biggest thing they could think of was that the husband was a bit put out by a success. This is just similar. It's like, I don't get why films are greenlit based on the guarantee, like, based on the singer. The fan base. When they mm. don't have, when the singer hasn't got a life worth telling. Yeah. Life yeah. story well, worth telling. Well, this was a, a successful Broadway musical, wasn't it? Mm. So Yeah, true, yeah. That's where the green light comes from. And yet, Wicked, still not a movie. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's because it's... Uh, <laughs> because Frozen did it first. Yeah. Wicked could still be a movie. Wasn't Doldry mm. going to do that? Who? Doldry. Really? I think oh. he was going to do that, yeah. Okay. They're going to do like mm. Rent, where they cast the original people ten, ten years after the fact. <laughs> Rent was bad. Did not I, like can, I kind of liked it. I've never really? <laughs> yes. I think, in fact, I don't think I've ever tried to watch it. I think Irini's just shown me about like four scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of like it's got the Scorsese coming of age boy might end up yeah. in life and crime, but doesn't element that's, to that's this. That's the thing when which I was is wa- interesting. When I was watching the trailer, I kind of thought that this is more, this seems more Scorsese than um, not that Scorsese would do it, but it seems more Scorsese than Eastwood. Yeah, it's got that Once Upon a Time in America kind of De Niro in The Godfather Part Two, mm. the younger days. Um, yeah, the new the, the De Niro bit, mm. but it's just that's the most interesting part about it. But it's still not great. Mm. And when yeah. you tell the story about the music, a lot of it is 
set when they're famous. It's like, well, this is just not interesting. I don't like the music. The acting's pretty good, but it's serv- you know it's serviceable acting more than it is yeah. great acting. See, this is and, the... yeah, sorry, great. And the look of it is just not very enticing. So you just end up watching a group of men argue about money and the <laughs> odd the odd person die. I, it's just it's very mediocre on every level. This is the thing with um, with a musical. You don't have to like the music. Or when I say musical, I mean a biopic of a of a of a, perform- of a famous performer. You don't have to like the music in order to like the film. I don't particularly yeah. like Buddy Holly's music, but when it gets to um, him doing the concert at the end, where it's like he's literally just doing, he does like four songs in a row, like a medley of them, I got chills. Am I going down what, my the arm? Buddy like, Holly story. Yeah, and it's the same in yeah. um, uh, same in Walk the Line. I don't like Johnny Cash, but when it comes to him doing Folsom Prison, I got mm. such my, an amazing scene. The hairs, on, the hairs on my arms and my neck started tingling. This happens quite to me quite a lot with uh, musical films. Uh, where, where they capture the moment and the intensity, and it doesn't even matter if you like or, or, or particularly think the style's good. Um, if if they do it right, they will hit home. But yeah, and Walk the Line was I really liked Walk the Line because right, and it was George- about for, their for the obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, Reese. It was about their relationship, and it was about her, him, uh, his dependency on her, and it had that quite strong centre to it, to anchor it, mm. whereas this, I just don't, none of the relationships in the film feel as lived or as important to me. Mm. And it's just... And it's badly directed. There's no, no. badly directed. So, it's... I want to make so many Marion Cotillard um, <laughs> references to that one. When you're going on about how well, badly directed, Rose. yeah. When you're going on about how badly directed this musical biopic is, <laughs> you can really did, did they, did he not, did East would not have them screaming Marcel at the top of a voice, they're completely uh, <laughs> embarrassing themselves. But that's the yeah, but that's the an example for me of an adventurous biopic, whereas Eastwood is not adventurous at all. Uh, yeah. I'd rather see somebody throw. I'd rather see somebody throw. You know, give you a mess. Editing frantic Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, C minus for Jersey Boys. Avoid. <laughs> right. Uh, Mid year awards, or are we doing Shagmari Kill, etc.? We'll oh. do the awards. Um, okay. Yes. So, we're going to close by talking about the first half of 2014, how we feel about it in general, and our favourite things, and maybe our worst things from the year so far. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with the films. Um, should we? Are we five to start one. With number, number five. You, okay. We're going to go around with at five. Yeah. Is this mm-hmm. best first? Or are you going to say them? Yeah, best. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number five, I have a documentary, mm-hmm. kind of a documentary, the uh, new Michelle Gondry Dream film is yes. the man who is tall happy, mm-hmm. uh, which is an animated conversation with between him and Noam Chomsky. Uh, it's, it's lovely. It's, I love everything he does. And he, it's, this is different and more of the same at the same time. Uh, it's, uh, it's lovely. It's very smart. It's very creative. And, uh, it's very short. 
and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I mean that because his style can get tiring, and uh, this is just the perfect dosage. It's, it's an adorable little movie, and um, yeah, it's very moving too. So, is the man who is tall happy? Mm-hmm. Best title of the year too. Is Chomsky the the language guy? Yeah, linguistics guy. Yeah, like so and... the English language, you know, they banged on about him quite a lot. Hmm. Wasn't he very old-fashioned with it? Yes, he is quite old-fashioned with it, and but it doesn't stay there. the The conversation it's it's a free-form conversation. Do we say that? Um, and uh, Gundry animates it, animates what he says, uh, and uh, it's it's very quirky and beautiful. Have either of you seen? Okay. This could probably going to be a no. Have you seen a film called Mind Walk? which is uh, Liv Ullman from about 1990. It's basically her. There's these two guys having a conversation about this bloke's theories on life. It's a re- an actual philosopher's theories on life. And uh, the two are like, having a conversation about it, and then they bring her into it. And so it's literally just three of them walking hmm. like, around like lighthouses and, um, and talking about like, existence. Wow. No, that sounds when you said, when you said As soon as you said free-form conversation documentary, I immediately went to that. Okay, that's yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Cool. It's online. I guess animation's not free form, though. Is it? Well, the way Michelle Gondry does it, it is. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Pete number five. Uh, film. Uh, Mr. Peabody and Shem. Oh. Ooh. Because mm. I, I think not it's uh, it's pretty clever. Uh, at times. Uh, it's. Uh, I think it's only quite good. I don't, this is going to be nowhere near my top ten at the end of the year. Uh, hopefully, touch wood. <laughs> Every single wooden thing in. Ugh, where's my head? There we go. <laughs> touch wood. It won't be in my top ten at the end of the year. But no, it's 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 uh, it's clever and silly at the same in in equal measure. So I thought I thought it was quite refreshing. Cool. My number five is the two faces of January. Ooh. Um, I was almost going to put Grand Budapest Hotel in just out of courtesy, but then I thought no, because I was disappointed with it. Um, but Two Faces of January, I thought it was a nice old-fashioned thriller. Um, could have been better directed, but had some dramatic moments. Good acting. Um, and yeah, I was surprised by how good it was. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so my number four, the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I wasn't disappointed by it. I was, uh, it was so, so obvious what it was going to be, and yet so delightful to see. He's very creative. He's very creative, yes. And it's. I, j- I just. What about the tone of it, though? Do you think it was... I think it was successful well? in the end. Yeah, you mean the darker parts, the Nazi parts. Uh, I, I liked it. Yes, because I think mm-hmm. that he... I've heard people saying that he doesn't have the right to go there. But uh, I... Th- no, that's No, not. I think he... Of course he's He has right. the right. And he does it in a, in, a, in a way that we haven't seen before, I think, with all this pink froth around it. And... Uh, it yeah no I really liked it I love the performances I love uh, the the music haha the plat um the, the the everything about it it's it's adorable I can't wait to see it again now that it's summer because I think it will be um 
I, I, I usually watch Dr. Zivago when it's really, really hot here. But, uh. It's too hot here, it's like 20 <laughs> degrees or something. It's Seriously, it's annoying. 33 here, and it's still June. But anyway, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel, yes. I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. But I, I at least hope that it gets a production design nomination because I cannot believe that none of his films have got a production design nomination. Mm. And it's always amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Pete? Uh, number four is The Fold. Which is uh, the mm. Catherine McCormack film from earlier. Similar in terms of quality for me to... Um, God, I'm just completely losing my mind. A shell uh, from last year. Um, just extremely well acted, really interesting, moody. I don't think they really go where I wanted them to go with it. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not the most satisfactory dramatically uh, towards the end. It's a bit disappointing, frankly. Uh, but it was so good for so long. It's uh, certainly one of the best films I've seen so far this year. It's very interesting. Um, my number four is Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I thought it worked very well. Well, we talked about this last time. Yeah. I think it works very well as a character study. Um, and uh, it's an advert for facial hair. <laughs> it's an advert, yeah. It definitely <laughs> is that. And uh, it's, and again, I think this I'm is moody in a very different way. <laughs> and when I say yeah, concrete, I like, don't mean Ron Vlar. <laughs> so that's his nickname, Concrete Ron. <laughs> Ron Concrete Ron would beat would beat Hardy in the uh, factor. Really, I actually saw him. Uh, um, he was on the table next to us to me um, uh, for my uh, brother's birthday last year. Don Diego's in some. It's a, t- it's a Spanish tapas place. <laughs> Don Diego. <laughs> yes, I know. How brilliant is that? Oh, that's where I take the women if I really want to be smooth. <laughs> Oh. I, I actually texted a Villa fan, a friend of mine, and uh, I said, Ron Vlaas in the table next to us, and she she responded, does he look injured? <laughs> he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we're reading number three. Okay, so number three, I have a Greek film, or one that I actually love, and I'm, I don't know. That you just gave three out of ten to. No. <laughs> that I'm... St- I don't know, I don't usually feel that, but I'm very proud of it and I want people to see it. It's a Greek film called Xenia. Uh, it played Cannes in the Uncertain Regard um, section, uh, this festival. And uh, it's uh, a road trip movie about two brothers, uh, two young Greek Albanians, see, we're coming back to Edward, um, who b- uh. go across Greece in uh, the, uh, to find their father uh, to get the uh, citizenship and to compete in a, a reality a music reality show it's the strangest so slumdog millionaire meets the odyssey uh okay yes yes <laughs> with a little with some touches of donny darko and uh, some omodovar oh, in it and uh, it's just crazy well, it it's has got penelope cruz's cleavage <laughs> in it <laughs> no but it has it's 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 a very kitschy melodrama at some points and then it becomes dark and haunting and moody and then it's all silly and fun again it's 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 a very strange movie uh but it's it's absolutely lovely uh it's called Xenia 
and uh, I don't know when it will come out. In it's already out in cinemas in France, and uh, I think it will make the festival rounds this fall. But I'll tell you when it will, exactly when it will come out in in this country. The first of never. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, yeah. whenever it comes out online. Uh, yes. yes. Comes out online. Yeah. <laughs> we will let you know. Yes. So Xenia, I love it. Uh, so we're up to number three now. Uh, tracks. Uh, because that is technically 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not madly in love with it, but I think it's I think it's quite a good film. Uh, and uh, uh, beautifully, beautifully made. Yeah. Uh, my number three is non-stop. Hey. Oh, can I just and say, I, I was just... not beautifully made when I went to the... Um, uh, world premiere in jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> you probably looked better than Mia <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, she... <laughs> a very blistered Mia <laughs> oh in the film yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't commenting on Mia's Disparaging red carpet her. fashion <laughs> it was black as I recall um, non-stop my number three I, I really liked this I thought it was a a really quite clever mystery, actually, hmm. um, which is strange to say of a Liam Neeson action film. But uh, no, I thought Unknown I, was clever. I, same guy. Yeah, I, I really like him. Actually, I think he's an auteur hmm. <laughs> in the way that Michael trashy, Bay's an auteur. <laughs> delightfully trashy renown, um, and I thought this had elements of Agatha Christie. I think it's a very the rewatch factor is very high on it, mm. and it's the highest B I can give. I can't give it more than that because I just can't <laughs> because it's not as ambitious enough. But I do like it as a mystery. It's great. So, yeah. Stuff. Okay, so number two, under the skin. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was him, not me. <laughs> that that may be coming up in mine as well. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I I think it's it's just extremely powerful. The, the the first time I saw it was in Venice. I had no idea what I was going to see, and it completely took me off guard and it shocked me, and I loved it. And uh, then I read everything I could find on it, and uh, I b- couldn't stop thinking about it. The second time I saw it, it shocked me even more. And uh, is this because you couldn't you'd actually discovered whether it was a hips top or a Celtic top? <laughs> Because <laughs> this has really been. No, fa- we will but never. I was, we will I never was looking that. for that when I saw it for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I was looking for it. Um, did you did you catch anything? What do you mean? I think Scarlet oh, caught something. Eye, did you, I think Scarlet caught re- something in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go on about the clap again, please. <laughs> um, yeah, under the skin. Pink. Oh me, right. Um, I know. Oh, do you hear grinds music? I promise, mm. uh, because I did uh, actually quite like this one. Um, now it's the only sort of like eight out of ten uh, that I've got. Um, the rest are all sevens. Um, no, it just played to my sensibilities. Um, classy. We're on number two, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Classy, very well acted. Um, I liked it. Cool. Um. My number two is The Sacrament. 
uh, which is the horror film, horror thriller that I discussed a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's got, it's kind of found footage and that's its downfall in a way, but it really uh, effectively tells the story of a cult and how the cult um, mentality can overtake people. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, number one. Yeah. Uh, I, it's Tom at the Farm. <laughs> it's it's almost my favorite movie of all time. I don't know. No, it's not. Uh, but <laughs> it's definitely my favorite. <laughs> yes, I do. No, it <laughs> it's definitely my favorite movie of this year and last year. And I don't know. Last year was Lawrence, anyways. Um, I. I'm not saying anything. No, no, no. Yeah, do that. It's. I think it's perfect. I. I honestly think it's. It's a perfect movie. Um. I don't it's know. It's got Evelyn Brochu in it. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, yay, Dolan. Okay. I love him. Is is mommy is mommy gonna have to compete with Tom at the farm? Oh my god! Yes, we're gonna have two. I'm. Yes, I don't know which one is gonna be number one, and number two. Well, that would be hard. But they will be the top two. <laughs> yes, that's locked. <laughs> so okay, I'll probably. One, mm. mm. uh, next goal wins. No, you probably what? Sorry. I'll probably give uh, I don't know Tom at the farm uh, best picture and uh, Mommy best director and just swap them like that. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> okay, Pete. Yeah, next goal wins. Uh, oh. Just love that film. Love that film. Thought it was. Um, had so much going for it, so much, um, uh, and when they bring it to, um, to, to a conclusion, there's, there's so many different of, of the subplots which just come together really, really well. It's, um, uh, I loved it. Mm. Definitely gonna catch up with that. Actually, mm. sounds really good. Uh, my number one is Under the Skin, so we've already talked about that. But yeah, the Death March is definitely my favourite moment in cinema this year. The sight of hmm. going into the blackness. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. Love it. But Scarlet taking your clothes off. <laughs> well, yeah, actually. Not that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not because of that. Yeah. It's like a straight man's nightmare. That's probably why I like it. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson taking her clothes off is not a straight man's nightmare. It is if you could never get to her. <laughs> it's the attempt. We live in the attempt. <laughs> okay. Um, are we going to do acting briefly? Everyone give the lineups. I won't do lineups. I just say the best uh, two this year uh, for me Vigo in Two Faces of January and uh, Catherine McCormack in The Fold. Okay. I have a top five. Um, I'm going to say uh, Thaisa Farmiga, Vera's mm. sister, in a film called Anna. She plays a psychotic girl and she does it really well. Catherine McCormack in the folders. I've got mm. Scarlett Johansson under the skin, Mia Vazkovska, and I'd say my winner is Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the stars. Yeah, I have Scarlett Johansson too, Shailene Woodley, Mia, yeah, all those two. Rebecca Hall. Both in a promise and transcendence. I think she was really good in transcendence. Um, yeah. And uh, my two more popular <laughs> picks: uh, Emma Stone in The Amazing Spider-Man Two. She is mm. awesome. And Rose by Rose 
burning neighbors she i i, I think she stole that movie I, I can't believe how funny she was someone had to <laughs> i quite liked her yeah i'm sorry sorry reese by the way <laughs> bump to number six i'm afraid mm. uh actor um i have jack o'connell starred up mm. scott marlowe in a film called test which is a gay film Ray Fiennes in Grand Budapest, Vigo in January, and Tom Hardy in Locke is my number one. Well, yeah, Ray Fiennes and Tom Hardy, obviously. And, uh, well, then I have, in random order, they're not ranked, um, Jake Gyllenhaal in Enemy. I think he was really good in that. Uh, Pierre-Yves Cardinal in Tom at the Farm. The brother, my God, the brother. And, uh, yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> My two favorite pairs, uh, the boys from Xenia, the two uh, brothers, uh, their names are Kostas Nikuli and Nikos Gelia. And uh, probably these are my favorite performances, uh, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender in X-Men. They're really, really, really good in it. Both of them. Really good. Okay. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get around to that one. No. No, seriously, Still they're around. really good. Cameroon just equalised against Brazil. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so you worst can tell of the recording uh, this, anyone? <laughs> yeah, worst of the uh, the Lego Movie and uh, special mention to Paul Giamatti in The Amazing Spider-Man and Bill <laughs> Paxton and Bill Paxton in that was uh, bad. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, I think the worst the, the of the. My worst of the year is Grace of Monaco, but special mention to Noah, which I absolutely hated. To what? Noah. Noah. Noah, yeah. I, well, if I start naming my, my my top five my top five worst films, I might start offending both of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, my Serini, worst? worst Vampire Academy. I saw that for Olga Kurylenko, and my God, it's it's. It's the most offensive thing I've seen. I think it's really bad, really, really bad. I, anyway, um, my favorite worst movie, which I know you don't think it's a worst movie, but uh, Winter's Tale. I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, I think Colin's very good. Though. Really, I I love I it, but it's you've done this. I I I. I Everybody has slagged this film off. No, I love it. This it's, podcast has been on its side. It's not a good film, but I love it. And I actually yeah. have... In my, it, we didn't get a supporting actor, but I have Will Smith in there. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. I've forgotten about Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith and his earring. Actually, did, yes. Just thinking about it, I mean... It, uh, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth me doing supporting actor well, at this point of the year. It'd probably be the Aladdin track. I want to mention Jessica Finley. Year, so. I want to mention Jessica Finley Brown, who's my winning supporting actress. Oh really? Style. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, she's really good. Supporting. Yeah. yeah, she's supporting. Cal, please do mention Lupita in Nonstop. How can you not? I actually have Julianne Moore at number three. <laughs> Um, Lupita, Lupita has like two scenes. I know, I was joking. Evelyn Brochu, I have as number two. 
Yes, yes, me too. She's up there. Laura Dern from The Fault. She was good. She was good. Um, the girls from... Did you, did you see Enemy? No. That's oh. not out here, yes. Oh, b- b- both girls are good. Sarah Gadon and Melanie Laurent, they're both good. It's his show, obviously. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, should we do Shaq, Mary Kill? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I'm going to... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to shag, as in choose which one of the other two to watch. I'd watch uh, The Vault in Our Stars. I would marry Chinese Puzzle, because there's no way I'm watching Miss Violence every week for the rest of my life. <laughs> that is getting the Shepardian uh, cap in the ass. Okay, Harini? Um, marrying Chinese puzzle, obviously. Um, I'd shag the fault in our stars, I guess. I could watch it again. And I'm killing Miss Violence, happily. We're on the same page. Cal, okay. make it three I'm in gonna, a row. I'm, yep, I'm going to marry Chinese puzzle, shag the fault in our stars, and I'm going to kill Jersey, Jersey boys. Because it's got no reason <laughs> to exist. It's, because it's not made as well as Miss Violence. At least Miss Violence has got some talent behind it. Hmm. Uh, Olsen Factor. Oh, right. AKA the raising of the bar. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, the fault in our stars I didn't see. I'm I'm assuming if um, Shailene loses the hair, then it's going to be a Hathaway situation. Uh, Chinese puzzle. Audrey, nice but no. Cecile, nice but no. Kelly, Riley, no. Um... Miss Violence is just a sea of Hellenic no. Uh, so it's it's another easy week for um, uh, our favourite twins, little little sister. Okay. Um, Fault in Our Stars. Are we doing this together, Irene? Okay, we disagree. yeah, let's go. Yeah, the um, thing is, uh, this has been a drop for you, though, in the standards, surely, from um, uh, Melville to Isaac. Um... Isaac's good. Okay, I'm not going to complain about Isaac. <laughs> well, we are going to disagree in this, so we may as well what? be separate ones, but mm. we'll start with Ansel Elgort. Okay. For me, he's we'll... a no. For me, he's, he's a no. Too young. Yeah, he's, he's sweet, but eh, no. We have Roman Dury. Which is obviously a yes. He's not, not a, a yes. For me. He's a duh. <laughs> No for me. Very, no, he's very a skinny. Durr very roll. skinny in this film. <laughs> no. Well, okay, you can. Well, okay, what about <laughs> Kelly Riley's um, American? Um, I can't remember him. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, me neither, really. He was, he was just <laughs> I'm the only one who watched it like in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Violence. Um, there's one guy who's decent. Um, who? The guy who she's she sees in the toilet. Oh my he god, is. I'd forgotten about god. that. I watched it yesterday, <laughs> but, um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, but then it's still a no. Um, and then Jersey Boys is not being Jersey Boys. <laughs> so it's a one point off for me. I'm going with Roman. And a 2.9 for Irini because it's so f- <laughs> it's almost so close <laughs> to being two just for Roman. <laughs> okay, um, we have a website. It's movepodcast.com. You can submit your questions there. 
as Ibi did today. And you can check out what we graded everything. And uh, there will be a compilation up later in the week. Hmm. Next week we have Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so soon? In Chef. Oh, I thought you meant Lucy. Okay. No, uh, Chef. The new film, John Favreau film. Which just makes me want to swear. <laughs> it really does. What what element of that the, makes you want to swear? The fact it exists makes me want to just say. Well, the second <laughs> word out of my mouth would be sake. So you can imagine what I would want to say. Mm. Christ's, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we have Colin Firth and Emily Blunt in what? Arthur and Arthur and Mike, which is previously <laughs> called Arthur Newman. Sounds I've seen this one. Are you seeing yeah. it? Yeah, it's depressing in in in, in the wrong way. <laughs> it's not good. Brazil two one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Ben Wishaw's coming out party in mm. Lilting. That looks so cute. I thought you were going to say got... gay. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well be right. <laughs> um, we've got have, Peter, have you seen these this advert for walking on sunshine yes many times it looks f f potential i thought you were going to say epic <laughs> <laughs> i was like what <laughs> it does look f potential but then again so did that other one um, sunshine on life why do all these musicals british musicals have sunshine in the title when we don't have it in this country <laughs> we do at the moment. Yeah. So there's an array of delights for next week. <laughs> Finally, Lizzie, you might have some competition. Really? Which film? Scarjo. That would imply that I'm going to see it. <laughs> 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 and that's not competition. That's that's a no contest. It's called like every day of the week. <sighs> and twice on Sundays. Hmm. Well, Marini, have you got any parting words? Um, no, thank you for having me. Um, I love doing this. Um, <laughs> and EB, I'm going to hunt you down. Like the dog that you are. 